this is a very interesting question. Like, where do you where do you draw that line where you actually recognize burnout for yourself? Mm-hmm. And I think I recognize burnout for myself is when I cannot actually be creative, where because my the feel of my 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 job uh, requires me to be extremely creative. Is it like a mental block? Ah, it's like when writers have mental block and they yeah. cannot write. When I cannot start to campaign, when I cannot go on beast mode for like campaigning, I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. so this guy is selling that, but how else? And then I realize, my God. I need to space out. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Good Life Podcast. My name is Noor. And I'm Mizi Wahid. Thank you so much for tuning in to the episode week after week. Thank you so much for your beautiful words of love and support for our channel. We love reading every single one of your messages, the insights that you share on our episode. So thank you so much for that. I love the fact that we still have um, people who are sharing episodes that we did from the very start, you know, the first month. Yes. And all those episodes. The popular ones, like the art of self-love. Yeah. And everyone's progressing except me, things like that. Yeah. They're really popular episodes and we really appreciate that you scroll all the way down to look for (laughs) which topics resonate with you at this particular time. And I guess that's how we function today, right? In this world, like everything is on demand. If it if it works for me, I'm gonna listen to it. If yes. it's not yet, I'll hold it. Maybe later I'll need it. Then yeah. you know. So that's re- that's been really cool. And I think we have also been very blessed to have so many amazing guests on our show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some of them we interviewed together. Some of them you interviewed on your own. Some yeah. of them <laughs> you interviewed <laughs> whatever that works, right? <laughs> um, uh, and I think um, that has added. Um, so much value yeah. because of their their inputs, um, their experiences, their expertise. We have people from all sorts of backgrounds, and um, yeah. And today we have another special guest. Yes, in today's episode, we have a very special guest on the show with us. She is the only director in a company of eight. She literally grew the company from scratch and started Nimble with zero clients in one tiny cubicle. And today, they are in a 1,000 square feet pink office at T-Space. <laughs> After three years of bootstrapping, she is a big huge advocate in getting more women in technology and helping small business owners understand social media in ways they never thought possible. She is also married, you know, for five years with no children, something she hardly speaks about. But what she realized is that while others are blessed with children... Nimble has always been her baby and her team has been nothing but an absolute joy to care and mentor. And she is none other than the beautiful Bella Haja. No, no, I, I love that you emphasize on pink <laughs> yeah, office. Pink. Because you've not been there yet. I've been there, and it's uh, really, 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 pink. Oh my god! You're welcome anytime. <laughs> yeah. I have got to make like a trip yeah, there because yeah. I L O V E pink. I know, right? <laughs> but what I was just telling no is that actually pink is not my favorite color at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even my favorite. So how do you? I like, know, right? Come on, having pink is, in your is, office is something that I thought is for the branding. Uh-huh. Everything's mm. all about branding. So like, you know, it resonates with women a lot. And yeah. I thought, okay, but if you ask me what I really love, red. I love red. It's Ooh. deep, passionate. Is I think that I'm, why you're, you're I, wearing I think, this red, ah, super yeah. red lipstick? Ah, I, like, I didn't come here with a suit, red suit. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> but yes, thank you so much, guys, uh, for having me here. I, I, I know any of the listeners, uh, they can't see how legit this space is. And let me just describe <laughs> to you how legit they are in a studio, yeah? Because not much BTS, huh? Yeah, no, not much. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to see the actual see, studio. She's giving us feedback yeah, on social media. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. but thank you for the introduction. Uh, it's, it's really lovely to be here. Thank you yeah. so much for being here with us. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I think from uh, my first meeting with Bella, uh, what I noticed is that she is a person who um, exerts a lot of uh, passion in what she does. You know, when you speak to her, she's like she has all this energy mm. and the love for what she does, and you can feel it. And I know that a lot of her clients have already experienced it, and they love. Um, the kind of support that they get from her and her company and the services that they provide. Mm. And uh, maybe, Bella, you want to just take uh, the first f- minute or two just to yeah. tell our listeners a little bit about what Nimble does. <laughs> you know, right? Mm. We literally have DMs and say, Nimble, what do you do? Huh? Like, what, <laughs> what do you actually do? And I, okay, so um, so um, to, to, to clear the air, to clear the air, um, Nimble Marketing Consultancy is a, um, a social media um 
consultancy or agency. Uh, and we thrive well uh, by helping businesses um, do very well on social media, whether or not it's engagement, whether or not they want reach, whether or not they want... I, I actually don't really... I mean, like, I help with their followers and all that, but that's you not know, secondary. But it's more of like helping them brand through social media. Mm. So that's the thing about... That's the, that's the agent side to the business. That's the consultancy side to the business. Uh, and I also... My other baby is Nimble Academy. And that's where, uh, under Nimble Academy, we actually um, empower businesses uh, with workshops, with trainings and uh, mm. this is something that I, I spearhead alone or with my team mm -hmm. uh, we help corporates uh, understand the landscape of social media better so while we have the service side to the work that we do uh, we also have um, the academic side um, to actually um, do the education um, to everyone around us um, and, and, and basically tell them like you know what if you don't have an agency you already have an in-house team this is how you can do better why do you come to Bella's training and this yeah. is oh, yeah, come to Bella's training so, um, so, so we are working on for that we are known first for helping women and then mm -hmm. um, and then I actually realized that corporates as well need my help mm -hmm. so we've been going to organizations um, to, to actually talk a lot about social media and content creation and and, and and it has been like that for the past two years but a lot of people still don't know what we do and mm -hmm. where we where we, we are and where we stand and, and, and where's our office so maybe this <laughs> podcast is going to help with our branding a bit. hopefully yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but that's, that's, that's what we do that's what we do we're just social media marketers first Okay, nice. so uh, Bella, you yeah. you founded this in 2016? 16. 2016. Yeah, yeah. So, fourth year, going fourth into the fourth year. year. Going, that's right. How has it been being a founder? I mean, I, I'm a fellow founder of my own yeah. company. Yeah. Um, and I'm very well aware of all the struggles that, uh -huh. that uh, a founder experiences. Yeah. Um, today we want to talk a, a little bit about burnout. You yeah. know, like some do we sometimes overwork mm -hmm. to the extent where we forget to take care of ourselves? Mm. Um, you know, what's your experience like mm. running this for the last four years? I love it. I will not change anything mm. about my team. I will not change anything about the experience. I will not ask for money for more money or whatever it has always uh, been um, it was, it's always been independently trying to build this from scratch mm. um, so for those who um, who don't know Nimble was built with only a thousand dollars and wow. I, I literally used five hundred dollars <laughs> to just set up the company and the other five hundred to just set up the bank account literally like that <laughs> uh, so so um, so basically um, um, that was what that was really what, what it means to be bootstrapping for, for a very very long time and I love this topic about burnout because I can really it really comes from a very deep place because social media is a 24-7 job yeah. a lot of people don't really think it's an actual job but it's actually a job huh? um, and it's very very tough not everyone can stomach uh, the, um, the amount of um, dexterity and discipline it, um, that you actually put in marketing mm -hmm. um, and, and it's, it's very tough um, mm. so, so when you ask me about like um, what has it been like it has been tumultuous. <laughs> it has been crazy. Mm. Um, my was a gila, and I will say that <laughs> it has been crazy. Uh, but it has been tumultuous uh, because the road was not easy. Mm -hmm. You, I, I legit had this maybe this size of the table. Uh, maybe just a slightly bigger. I think it was some yeah. came to the office and he saw the white table. Mm. It was maybe two sides, two of this table, and uh -huh. we started off like that. Mm. Uh, in fact, the very first time I started off was uh, was really the small small cubicle um, that that I had. Um, and and someone uh, you know at that time there was someone who gave me a small side to the to the corner of his office and said you need it you need to start you just take the corner of my office. Said, okay, I'll take that. Mm. But I think the beauty of um, as a startup, I, I think there's a lot of beauty in, uh, beauty in startups and it's the fact that you know you fight for for a dream yeah, yeah. and and <laughs> I don't know why I feel so emotional because I totally can resonate with any founders out there who is starting and you're listening to this and I hope this helps you whether or not you're a mom um, are trying to bake quiz or, or like you know like like, like whatever bakes you want to do from home and you have like kids mm. or like or when you're a struggling artist musician and you're trying to get your music out yeah. or you're, you're a content creator and you just started on YouTube with only one view yeah. and you feel totally crappy about what you've put out yeah. uh, I, I hope that this is uh, this is actually um, a message for for you to say, you know, to, to let you know that like it starts off with one view. Yeah. It yeah. starts off with one follower. Yeah. It starts off with one client and then it will snowball. So tumultuous is the word to mm. describe how I started out. Um, but I will not change anything. As a new mom or as a seasoned mom, preparing for motherhood is such a beautiful thing. 
However, sometimes when it comes to planning for your child's financial needs, it can be pretty stressful. The thing is, it need not be a stressful situation if you plan and take action early. At MFA Group, they offer a wide suite of bundle plans catered to your needs and your child's needs, from a savings plans for your child's education to personal accident plans that cover illnesses such as dengue fever, hand, foot, and mouth disease, and any injury that kids are prone to, and even protection for expecting moms. So, to make sure that you and your family are better protected, don't wait any further. Schedule a free session with the MFA Group team at www. mfeg.sg/home or visit the social media platforms at mfegsg. Yeah, it's wow. wonderful. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. yeah. What what makes you want to go into like you know social media? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but but when, when I, I, I was ask Ustaz Mizi, Ustaz Mizi, maybe I can ask you this question. Wow, <laughs> the guest is asking me a question. Huh? <laughs> I'll ask you when you first started out. I mean, like, do you have the experience? Like, I want to do everything. Like I wanna, I wanna do that. I wanna do that. I wanna of do course. that. Like, when when yeah. you have an entrepreneurial mind, yeah. you see an opportunity everywhere, and yeah. you wanna do everything. Yeah, yeah. And then you experience the burnout, and then you say, "Okay, I'm gonna choose. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta choose." Yeah, right, right. And that was exactly how I started in 2000, sitting wanting to be everything. I wanted to be a digital marketing agency that was. An old service, an old in-house service for yeah. all your needs. You know, um, that can be a tagline already. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, I wanted to do the website. I wanted yeah. to do the SEO. I wanted to do SEO, even though I had no idea what is SEM, SEO. I just wanted to do it mm-hmm. because it's part of the landscape of digital marketing. Yeah. Uh, and then only to realize that I couldn't do it. I couldn't do everything. So I started a niche, uh, niching down to actually what I love the most and what I love the most and why I I started to uh, really be known for that one. One thing that I'm great at, or in this case, social media, is because I truly find a lot of depth to to the worth to the worth of what social media can bring to to a client more so than than you know the technicalities of a website. Even though I can I I can do a website, I, I'm not a designer, mm-hmm. but I can definitely outsource lah. Someone can actually just come into a mm-hmm. website. But I feel like there's a mm-hmm. lot more storytelling that we can do with social media. So I just took that jump. I said, you know what? Well, digital marketing is all that jazz from blogging to all of that. Yeah. I realized that it's the social space that I want to be in. Mm. So I started niching down. In fact, I niche it down so much that my logo changed, lah. <laughs> <laughs> I lo- my logo changed. If I can describe to you what Nimbus logo was like, it was a big ball of red flame. I like red, right? It's like a reddish purple flame, very big, very agency material. And then I realized I cannot even live up to that. We're yeah. not. That sort of brand, mm. um, and what a lot of people don't know as well is that Nimble. We had a few boys working for us, like mm. we had a uh, we had a male team, okay. and, and that was interesting. That's new we to started, me. yeah, we we, we started <laughs> off with like um, graphic designers, uh, you know, boys that came up from uh, fresh from polytechnic. I was like, you know what, come and try and do something for me part time, lah, and all that. Um, and they did, and it, it worked out. They are very awesome. Um, and I realized, you know what, uh, deeper down into the business, I realized that like. I think um, I want to start to brand myself a little bit more. Not that I fire the boys, um, but it's more of like you know what I think I need to find um, uh, my my positioning and the positioning mm-hmm. that I wanted to take right from the get go was I think it's best that as social media marketers maybe making an all women team. So that's it. I just made it an all women team. So it grew. It just it grew to like from just one Bella to another person to another person to what it is today. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. My yeah. story. Wow. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. We were like looking. I mean, no, I'm nervous right now. Okay, I don't but, but, no one is standing at me. Yeah, everyone. She's like, oh, but no, no, no. <laughs> I'm nervous. Okay. Her jaw almost dropped. Uh, <laughs> but there are many other jaw dropping stories. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so yeah, uh, yeah. If, if I if I remember correctly, you said that even before. Going into digital yeah. marketing, you were in fashion. You tried yeah. baking pastries, yeah, things correct, like that. Correct. You want to share a bit about that? Like, <laughs> okay, why? Why did you? The backstory. Okay, <laughs> here's the backstory. Um, the backstory is um, I'm a political science um, um graduate mm-hmm. uh, from NUS. Um, and then, um, and then after that, I went into fashion. So already, that's something very like what? Wow. Okay. <laughs> and I went to fashion at time for a brand for a very big European brand. And my job then, uh, my role was trainee. Man- 
manager, trainee marketing manager. So you basically do everything. Mm-hmm. You really literally do everything. You sweep the floor, no lah. No, I didn't sweep the floor. <laughs> but then like basically you did everything you learned that you could from the creative director. So I had a lot of exposure in advertising. Mm-hmm. So the brand was called Max. Uh, Max is a very big European fashion brand. Um, and then after that, whilst uh, I think some of my listeners know this of me because the story was as I was um, I was in Amsterdam one day a good friend of mine uh, from UK I mean for the same classmate back in NUS he come to London it's just one hour you know how they're mm. close proximity yep. right yeah. so just take that one hour trip to London and now let me show you you know like Oxford Street and there's a lot of cupcakes girls like cupcakes right why is it that girls <laughs> must like cupcakes like you know what let me just go la, you know, like this. And so I went so I went to Oxford Street and I saw he is absolutely right the, 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 the landscape of cakes over there is beyond me and then at that time cakes went and, 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 and why this story is so um, so it's so, such a story that I still want to talk about today I think it's important is because my mother is a baker mm. uh, my mom is not just because of all the things that she does um, as well um, she actually has another job she actually uh, she actually teaches she uh, she actually teaches Quran she's actually a ngaji mm. yeah mm. so that's all that that backstory a lot of people don't know but at the same time she also bakes mm. um, so when my dad passed on she wanted to start baking. She didn't want to... She had no mood for baking anymore. Mm. Mm. And she felt like, you know, why should we continue this whole baking thing? Um, and then, but but what I wanted to share with you was, um, as I was in London, I was showing my mom, mom, look, I need this cupcake, right? This cupcake had like icing, you know, there's like frosting on that. But because back then, we're talking about 10 donkey, t- 12 years ago, yeah. cupcakes, we all know as cupcake as cherries and then chocolate. Yeah, the very simple ones, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, then you, yeah and then you put it in that, in that plastic case and then that's a cupcake for you and yeah. everyone legit knows that as a cupcake. Yeah. And my mom does that and she's one of the, the, the ones who bake that kind of cupcakes. And then when I saw frosting, I was like, this is amazing. So I think my life changed in London a little bit because I've never seen art um, presented in an edible product in that way. Mm. And so I came back to my mom. I said, Mommy, I want to quit my job. And I said, What? And she's like, oh, I want to quit. I said, Because why? Why do you want to quit? Because I want to see I, I, what I saw um, in London is very different. And what you have done, what the cupcakes that you've done is wrong. I said that. <laughs> it's wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. You know, it's wrong. People have the cupcake, you know, they have the icing. So uh, what I did was, I, I did really quit my job. My boss, my mentor was um, severely distraught. I remember telling him, and we were, uh, uh, and then he was he took a cigarette and he started, he said, shaking he's like Bella my protege is gonna quit on me and so shaking is this old man you know but he's a very nice chap he said go in fact if you want to start this cupcake business I'm your customer he said I'll be your first customer so he, he egged me on and, and and that's when I actually um, I, I signed up to one of the best culinary schools I went to Le Cordon Bleu um, and then I actually oh. went to Hong Kong to learn I went to Malaysia to learn oh. I went to a lot of places to learn from um, a lot of different people how to bake because what I wanted to do was I wanted to take all this knowledge and I wanted to teach mm-hmm. so all, all this while building by Bella Cupcakes and I'm not embarrassed about it so when a lot of people ask me how do you know how to do business because I know what it was like to start a business from a house mm. from a home mm. I know how to make a lot of money even from a home you have absolutely nothing no branding whatsoever so every time a woman comes to me I say I'm just a baker nope you're an entrepreneur so I, I said, why? Because I know what it was like doing it from a mm. house. Um, and so so um, this is a story that I, I, I still, I'm not not shy. I'm not even embarrassed to say, in fact, everybody can go to buy Bella Cupcakes on Instagram. It's, I, I did not close it down. You can just check, take, uh, take a look at uh, my actual You mean journey. we can still order it? Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> but I do not. She was like, uh, uh, no. <laughs> uh, let me just stop you there. No, I don't take orders anymore. But, but the page is still yeah, there. But the page is still there. You can take a look. Um, uh, and then just to see when, for when did you stop it? I stopped when I had to move to London mm-hmm. to get my. I, I got married in two thousand uh, thirteen. Uh, that was the end of Bivella Cupcakes, and then I moved to London for a year, and then Nimble was born. Mm. Yeah, so it was wow. like that. It was advertising. It was the cake thing that I did from home, and then it was the London thing for a year, and then it was Nimble all the way. Through. Very interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I sense that the cupcake was something that you picked up from your mom baking, and your mom was a teacher, yeah. is a teacher, and yeah. you love teaching now. Yeah. As well. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, talking talking about my mom and all that, like. Um, women are amazing, amazing creatures. Um, and if you're a mother out there, <laughs> oh my God, see how amazing you pull, you tug at the right heartstring. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because um. Because we can do anything. You, you, you told yeah. me about yeah, you were emotional yeah. when you said about 
how your mom dealt with your father's passing. Yeah, and she, and she did not, strong. and she was very strong. And she, and she, and one of the things is that, like, um, because she, she was ready to let my dad go. Mm-hmm. And I realized that as women, I think like we we have that capacity to be empathetic, to sympathize, mm-hmm. to love, to care. Yeah. And I think as all mothers, they are beautiful in that sense. So my mom made a lot. So just like all mothers, do they have a lot of? They made a lot of sacrifice. So I'm not here today without my mom. For sure, for a fact, she's mm. the best teacher. Mm. Um, so, so because of that, I think she's because I saw how tenacious she was baking that cake without any branding, mm-hmm. <laughs> zero branding, uh, but still can make some money and fed us with mm. like uh, with whatever she could bake, and that taught me a lot about resilience and working with yeah, absolutely man. nothing. Absolutely. Uh, and that was when I realized that when the importance of branding and yeah. and and you can really sell anything. I can sell nasi lemak and I can still have branding, and that was sell a lot more than just selling nasi lemak but that's the beauty of my job my it's job really is uh, my job is to look at marketing in a very very different lens so that's I think that's what this podcast is about I guess it's about like having that marketeer come and talk yeah. and it's not about that marketeer who can talk about marketing but it's about that marketeer who sees the world in a very different lens yeah yeah. so so that's that's the thing like, and having so, like you know the human yeah. touch to it as well yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like you know in your experience of um, you know in this digital space how do you think the social media landscape has evolved or is evolving you know yeah. in the coming years yeah I mean, like, social five years ago, it was very easy for me, to be very honest, to mm-hmm. manage five accounts without any graphic designer. Because at that time, I mean, uh, sorry, three years ago, at that time, Canva is still around, yeah? Canva, it was in its nascent stages of, like, it was just a software and there yep. was not many elements and all that. And Canva was live mm-hmm. then. Um, and therefore, because Canva was live then, I knew that, like, this is an opportunity because, like, I had some branding background. I mean, like, what I mean by that, I, I'm an art student back in the heyday. I was a, I, I, I took art at A-level. So, I sort of have a, a feel about colours and how they resonate. <laughs> I, I sort of know that. Uh, and then, of course, I'm the natural writer. I love writing. Yeah. Uh, uh, as a political science student, you are just trained to got them right and that's what you're doing for four years all you do is write until you can't write your hands bleed yeah your hands bleed man so that's that's the big so when you mix that uh, when you mix the fact that you're this this artist you're this artist and then you're this writer and you, you put that you together you have all the right ingredients you have man. the right ingredients yeah. to be a marketer I think including, yeah. including your personal family background I, story uh, everything I, I really feel made that. you into who you are today yeah I mean when you first called me to become a guest on a show I'm like what I, I was like no but I'm like what am I gonna talk am I gonna talk about digital marketing or, but but I guess like uh, I think because a lot of people don't know the story because mm. Nimble is so pretty mm. it looks really pretty and then nobody knows the amount of hard work we put behind it to yeah. get to where we are yeah. no one knows the um, like what was that said like uh, the in the internal struggle yeah, mm-hmm. how the team, the, the, how branding, how no one knows about us. Yeah. Um, but it's a hard fight that you f- we fight as founders, mm-hmm. you know, as, as, a, as, a, as a business owner. Mm-hmm. And I'm a young business owner, yeah. So for anyone who's listening, I'm not like everyone else where you have been in business for 10 over years, 12, you know. But, so there's a lot for me to learn. And one of the, one of the biggest ways, um, uh, uh, my biggest teacher is life. I'm always a student of life. Mm-hmm. I'm always learning and I think that's important. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Very good advice. Yeah. 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 Um, so Bella yeah. honest talk yeah. not like you've not been honest but okay. <laughs> yeah. as a founder go for it yeah. do you think about work 24-7 wow I think about work more than 24-7 <laughs> See, really? that's very honest yeah. and I can, I can resonate to that yeah. um, have, have do you struggle with taking a proper break like a holiday <laughs> or vacation struggle I struggle I struggle I really struggle I feel guilty yeah. I feel guilty for taking a break. Mm-hmm. I feel guilty for having proper lunches. Oh my gosh! How do you, how do you deal with that guilt? I don't know. That's why I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm discussing this narrative with you, hoping that this is therapy. But now uh, you know, um, uh, I feel guilty. I feel absolutely guilty for taking small little pleasures. In fact, yeah, I can I don't even want to buy anything for myself because I feel like okay, all this thing, all this money that I made, maybe like go back to the girls, go back to the team, go back to the business. Mm-hmm. It's never about me. And uh, and it's a that's a legit struggle as a as a young business owner. It's always, always going to go back to the company that you built, yeah. and that's okay. Because that's your baby. Yeah, yeah. it's like okay. If you had a child, yeah. I mean, you would want to give the best to your child. Yeah, yeah. It's the same kind of mindset. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So I cannot afford. Like I, 
I mean, like, I'm from fashion, for God's sake. Like, I want to buy those suits. I want to look good. I want to look oh, like I'm pretty, always on pretty point. Stuff, right? But <laughs> I tell you, I go to work, and I'm like, what? I'm really, really I'm really like, I, I know I have to put a game face on. Yeah. I, have to, I have to be on a beast mode on. But really legit, I really wish I can just go into the office in pyjamas all the time. <laughs> because really, you're working mm. 24-7. Mm. Um, and about holidays and all that, my, uh, I took my first break, alhamdulillah, with my husband um, after three years. And we went to Korea. In fact, Korea wasn't our first choice. I want to, uh, I told him, maybe just go Malaysia lah. Just go KL again. <laughs> because uh, KL is always a place for work and pleasure. Uh, yeah. You know, you I squeeze in a little bit of a break in between there. Yeah. But we never had a long, long break. So, I thought it was a coming that was coming um, I thought like you know what I really need to better uh, like really legit sleep yeah. really sleep like yeah. that means I would really just wake up at like 2 o'clock <laughs> and like legit uh, break legit break <laughs> 2 p.m. Uh, and not look at my phone mm. and hope and pray the team will answer the clients while I mm. am away yeah. mm. hopefully like really cross fingers the clients when, respect when you come yeah. back everything is still in order everything yeah. is under the <laughs> office is not burned down <laughs> it's still pink you know like uh, yeah and, but it was anxiety it was like oh my god can I really because you're not used to letting go I'm yeah. not mm. used to letting go at all mm-hmm. but and the, the thing about Nimble is that it's a very very young team we're talking about women who are like in their early 20s mm. who are fresh graduates who have no experience yet as um, as um, as um, as a working staff or you know what a I mean professional right so so that's the, that's the thing so trying to motivate them was, was tough but I mean to come back the fact that they could actually allow me to have that break I salute them I salute my team so my girls mm. I love you and you know that mm. um, that uh, you allowed me to actually breathe so yes. that's good yeah, yeah, you know you, you yeah. spoke about uh, sleeping properly. Yeah, yeah. that is one of my twenty twenty goals. I think I shared in the last episode <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, and it's yeah. been really good. You know. Yeah, it, it helps. You should do it more often. I know, right? I know, I know. Give I, yourself a break. Oh, Bella. I know, I know. I will. I will. You know, I, I, I. I <laughs> it's so funny. It's so. And this is a true story. Uh, for those women who DM me, Bella, I cheer you for having that brain career. They clap. You know the emoji, the clap <laughs> emoji. <laughs> yeah, they clap. Uh, that clap emoji, the heart emoji, with the extra sparkle mm. when they saw. That I was in Korea, they were clapping for me because I think for those who internal in internal um, community, they know that Nimble uh, Bella did not had a break. Like we, I never had a break. You were really hard. <laughs> I was hard. I, I'm but, like, but again, yeah. I mean, like what you said in the beginning, you have no regrets. No regrets, mm. and no, no, and and that's the thing, right? I I couldn't have any regret because there was no space for regret. <laughs> there was no mental space for regret. I had to move on. Someone mm. quits on me, move on. Move mm. move to the next next thing, you know. If a client leaves you out of the blue, move on. Work, you know what I mean? Yeah, so but, it's always, okay, this yeah, is what yeah. I've learned. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I move on quickly too, pretty yeah. quickly, alhamdulillah. But yeah. you need that time to reflect and digest as well. If yeah. you move on too quickly, yeah. it can culminate into like... Um, you know, a meltdown, an emotional course, breakdown, course, or a burnout. Of course, of course. Yeah, so there yeah. must be some time yeah. where either yeah. you alone or you and your husband, yeah. or, you know, just find that space Correct. to just uh, make sense of everything. And I think the, the thing is about like the founders or like the people who are running these businesses alone um, is to actually find the things that you that makes you so happy. Yeah. Like even a cup of coffee and you know, it's quiet and you want that ice coffee or that thing, ice, anything that makes you really happy. <laughs> what? What makes you happy? Uh, your soul comes alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my soul comes alive. Honestly, it's really um like waking up and I have like just like my toast and my eggs, uh-huh. and I'm just like having that quiet moment to really like before I I go on beast mode. Just Joe's. That's the smallest things. Like I have my breakfast. That's it. That's Same. enough. That's really alhamdulillah. Same. I feel like life is sad. Yeah, two eggs. Yeah, that's all you needed to. <laughs> you just two needed eggs me two eggs morning. and toast. I'm already okay. I'll say yes to you. But yeah, uh, but also I think like um, I think what what really pumps me is the fact that I have girls looking up to me. I have girls where legit yeah, I have to put food on their table, mm. and that drives me knowing that like you know like I have to do this for my team. So I was told once by someone um uh, Amanda Bloom um who said that Bella you're very driven by passion. So and, and she said you you are a community person. I totally don't understand that. I'm like, mm. huh? I, the, I, the, the last thing you see 
me is an influencer with a lot of followers, with mm. a lot of like community. I am not that kind of person online. And then she said, no, what you, what you, what you, uh, and she said, man, I said, I don't understand you, man. I, I really don't. And she said, like, you are driven by the people around you. You work for the people around you. And I thought mm. very, very deeply about that. And I was like, hmm, I think maybe she's right. Maybe I am. That's why I'm in service. That's yeah. why my business is service business. I will spend time if you talk about social with it. I can. Mm. Because I'm very deeply passionate about that. Uh, and, 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 and I think being in the people's business is my kind of business. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, whether or not I'm doing it for a business or not even for profit, that is the type of thing that drives me. So yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, have you ever experienced a burnout before? Um, Don't say every day. No, nah, no, it's not every day. <laughs> how, how do you know? Yeah, that true. You, know, you are what experiencing. Is, yeah, what a burnout. I like, think that's like, the problem. We can't even tell. Ah, I had, I needed people to tell me yeah. before I knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think that's true. I realized that like um, I've gotten skinnier. Uh, I got, and that's not mm-hmm. a good thing. I think, like you know, like uh, it's not a sl- it's not a slimming thing, or whatever. But I think when a few of my closest closest, uh, closest clients were, like, you got skinnier, you know. And I said, oh, all okay. And I said, yeah, all okay. But so I one of the things that I realized is I I I really don't um I don't I cannot afford lunches mm. because lunches mm. is with the like you know I have to like be the client be the team. Can, or I, can I can I share yeah. with you something? Yeah, yeah. My, all of my team from yeah. the very beginning they will tell the exact same thing. <laughs> Whenever it's lunchtime. <laughs> I never, almost never joined them. I've never joined my team for lunches Same. too. <laughs> I don't weird. join them. Yeah, I don't but join I just them. don't. Yeah, I don't. And it's not yeah. because I don't like them yeah. or I don't like food, but yeah. I don't know. Just I just don't. Yeah. So I, uh, I, while I don't have my lunches with my team, right? Uh, sometimes my team is quite nice, you know. They they buy they me the buy food some stuff, yeah. and they put my table, <laughs> all those little things like that. Same. Uh, and then like uh, they tell I've cooked something because now we have a pantry. We actually mm. have a legit kitchen at the back we can cook Cute. yeah and then um, so so th- these are the things but but this is a very interesting question like where do you where do you draw that line where you actually recognize burnout for yourself mm. and I think I recognize burnout for myself is when I cannot actually be creative where because my the feel of my my, my, my job uh, requires me to be extremely creative is it like a mental block ah it's like when writers have mental block and they yeah. cannot write when I cannot start to campaign when I cannot go on beast mode for like campaigning or like, all right, mm-hmm. so this guy is selling that, but how else? And then I realized, oh my god, I need to space out. Mm-hmm. And it's just like an artist, right? You have to be in that zone where you're just like, yeah. you know, so you need to space out. Mm-hmm. You, as a marketer, you need to really take a step back and space out. So I tell my girls, like, you want to space out, remote, do it at home. You want to space out, go work outside. Now we got pool, you know? Now they can, they can, they can go outside. It's a very the pool. nice pool, I saw yeah, it. Yeah, they really? got nice <sighs> pool, swimming should, pool. I should visit your office. You should yeah. not come. <laughs> yeah. So basically, you want to space out, go. Because because this is what I need. So I think I realized that like I got skinnier, and then like I don't have eye bags. I think, uh, but I feel like um, when uh, there's lethargy in my thoughts, mm. when there's lethargy in my thoughts, and I cannot translate this, and I cannot make my client happy. I know that's a burnout and that's what I needed last year. Mm. I really needed, I needed that push um, and sometimes uh, I, I have this conversation where founders come and tell me, you know what, Bella, you can what, it's your business, your own boss what, especially my mom. Hey, you got, got stuff what? You will pay now, you got stuff what? But I guess that's why people don't yeah. understand. No, that's... <laughs> they don't see it like how we see it. Yeah, founders need a book. We need our own AA meeting. Yes, let's <laughs> We need our own community. Yeah, I think like, I think, I think, but it's true, you know, it's true Um, uh, and, and that is why um. I cannot see mm. until someone tells me you got skinnier and all that kind of thing and I go okay like I, I, I legit now know that I have to take care and this is gonna be about the whole self-love yes. thingy it's a trend thing right now with the self-love self-love everywhere on social how, but would, I, how would you define self-love? yeah I think I think self-love is um respect I feel like it's self-respect it's about respecting your own self it's about giving really really like um, 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 giving food to your brain to your to your happiness it's about being incredibly happy about what you do fulfillment mm-hmm. so self-love is not a, to me la, it's not about just like you know going on that holiday or whatever you know that's just treating yourself yeah. of uh, rewarding yourself I think self-love is about that respect that you have for yourself if truly you needed that break you could have you know zoned out in that library all by yourself you could have picked that book but you did not so that's on you mm. so I think respecting just just having that um, capacity to respect yourself as an individual that's self-love that's to me lah. Yeah, awesome. that's that's to me yeah yeah. okay um, do you mind sharing a little bit about how you ensure that 
your team of girls, hmm. they don't experience a burnout. Like, what do you do to help hmm. them? Hmm. The, the thing is, right? Are, are they open? Would they tell you if they're yeah. experiencing it? Uh, because social media is a 24-7 job. Now, I know a lot of listeners um, out there, when you see Nimble on Instagram, we all look very dynamic, fun and all that. But like any organization and company, it is legit tiring mm-hmm. uh, especially when your work is 24-7 you post on a Sunday on a very odd hour like Dubai opens um, uh, they work on a Sunday so we work on a Sunday you know mm. we gotta you know what I mean so we have yeah. clients in Dubai and things like that so so it is it is a burnout but here's the thing um, they they do tell me and it's, it's, they do communicate in fact I have girls who quit who's like no legit I can't do this anymore like uh, social is not my thing I'd rather be a one brand marketeer than an old brand marketeer so they cannot stomach the mm-hmm. um the the pressure that we mm-hmm. bring um uh, on with social, so 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 that's fine and I have to actually accept that. But I think it's my duty to as a as a as a director and as a manager. I won't, I won't even call myself a director director, but like you know, as a manager, as a good manager, is to really understand how to turn my girls' weaknesses into a strength. Why do you have it by now? Is it because of my processes, mm-hmm. a lack of processes? But because there's a lack of processes, then maybe it's because um. What we need is we need to find our own niche of our own niche way of doing things. Mm. Maybe we come up with our own way of like like you know um, doing this, uh, this instead thing. of getting yeah. some other yeah. template outside, yeah, exactly. which may not fit us. Exactly, mm. exactly. So 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 our it was a lot of experimentation, and right now I can tell you we're only six months. Yeah, six months into uh, T space, and there are a lot of challenges, a lot, mm. a heck lot. Uh, again, no one really can tell, but it's a lot. But it is important that as a team that uh, we we communicate and mm. another thing that I want to bring me bring this out uh, because I hire young people yeah. so we have teenagers like in the teens and I, we have my millennials in their 20s and then after that I have me I'm, I'm 34 this year I think so I think yes I'm 30 <laughs> I, I think I'm 34 you don't look this year. like 34 <laughs> you look like you know early 20s no, <laughs> wow. I mean I'm 34 this is a secret that's another private conversation <laughs> so, so basically um, so because then there's communication, right? Like, how do you talk to a twenty-year-old? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you actually motivate her? How do you tell her that this is okay? Yeah. That how do you tell her that you have that flexibility? Uh, and, and it's very very tough conversations. Yeah, is I have my girls who cry, so you can't tell, but they cry, they cry, they fight, they fight the high fight, they quit, and 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 that to me is okay. If the fact that you cannot stomach, the, and I always and I know this, I if they are listening, my girls will know this. Diamonds are made because um, they're pressured. And if you're not pressured, you will not be a diamond. And that's not a nimble way of doing things. Mm. We work. We, I'm an entrepreneur for a reason. I love pressure. And what I mean is a good pressure where it, it, it builds your character. Yeah. And my mm. girls are here today because they were pressured to be diamonds. So, And while they have I experience... Love that. Yeah. Yes, no, I is love that another that. quote? <laughs> quote? <laughs> it's not my quote also. Lah. You can she Google this. She has lots of quotes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can Google this. Huh? But, uh, but I think... Like um, but it actually makes um, you know, um, you know the whole burnout and communication is key. Learning how to seamlessly working together as a team, no matter what age. And now I have a staff in Malaysia. Uh-huh. One staff only, but it's a start. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, again, how to communicate remotely like yeah. that. Whoa, the challenge is just tremendous. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love how you know open in terms of the communication that you have with your staff. You know, wanting to hear them, wanting to see, you know, what more that can be improved. I think that's such a beautiful thing because, oftentimes when I see you know in companies, especially in smaller companies, right, um, you don't really it's really manpower lean. Yeah. And a lot of times the bosses they don't really have time to sit down with the staff and be like, hey, you know what's going on? You yeah. know what yeah. can we like better improve and stuff like that. And I love that you actually put in the time. Yeah. To really listen, you know, with your staff and to to grow and nourish them. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope the, a nimble girl is a, a mini reflection of me. Um, tenacious, driven, passionate, uh, purposeful, you know, mm. like, ayo, you really put another heart string also. <laughs> la, la, la. No, you did it, you did it. This podcast is very, you need to put a tissue box here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I you think so, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, uh, but I think, I think, uh, um, I think it is, it's, uh, it's, it's important to communicate to our listeners out there um, to be tenacious and purposeful and driven especially but to young people can I say yeah. something yes I mean, it's amazing. we had a little chat before yeah. this and um, 
you know, I, I mean, I just discovered about her losing her, her dad mm-hmm. when she just graduated. And I told her honestly, you know, Bella, I think that with that story, I understand now why you're so tenacious and resilient and so driven. Yeah. Because I've met <laughs> young ladies like that and they are very different. They set themselves apart from, you know, the other team members that I have with me. Like some of them are pretty strong because they knew that they had to step up, that they had to be independent, that they had to stand on your own two feet and you know their attitude towards life towards work is very very different and you know so she is a rare gem and she's gone through a lot and um, I don't know do you want to share that story about your graduation I mean I'm okay I'm cool I told you Uh, how raw can I get with this you made me cry just reading the text I know me too okay (laughs) okay Uh, I mean like what year was it uh, 2011. Okay. Yeah, I graduated in 2011. My first job was in 2011. Yes, correct. And you were the first yeah. to graduate in your family? Yeah, the first first graduate uh, in a, a family. family. A family of five. A family of five. You're the middle child. Middle child. Mm. So I don't understand this middle syndrome. Apparently, mm. we are like, you know, we cannot perform like that. But I'm like, huh? I don't understand. But like, um, so so basically, um, I think, I think, sorry, I told my girls, I said that, um, I say, I feel like you cannot know life until you know death. And I feel like because I experienced death firsthand, I live life to the absolute fullest. Wow. So the the appetite and then the the, the the risk, the appetite for for risk is, is a lot more because mm. you have nothing to lose. You know, mm. you live only once. You know, you live really only once. Yeah. Um, and then, but it also boils down to like my like my um, like um, why is this my path and not motherhood? You know what I mean? Which we can get into that mm. as well. Yeah. Why is this? Why do I do this? And then I I I cannot bear a kid or whatever. You know, like kind of thing. Uh, and then I realized that like so when I tell my girls this and I tell them like because because of the things that I go through I want you to understand and learn from it why is a person learn from another person's um, um, mistakes or experience so um, in 2011 after four years of being in school and all that and you thought like you know like oh my god like, I'm going to graduate finally yeah, after four years huh? you you actually legit look forward to this <laughs> you work so damn hard <laughs> and then after that uh, and then um, only to realize Allah just flip it like in your face and then like and Allah said no no this is not your day to day this is not so um, so so basically my, my dad had a sudden sudden stroke uh, and he's just a normal uh, uh, customer service officer yeah and uh, um what is it what do you call that like a CSO at Yishun MRT Mm. Like he's, I come from a very humble background. Like mm. uh, I'm not a, like I said, I, I, I um, no silver spoon, or whatever. My dad is a station manager. My mom, Ajangaji, and then like and she bakes on a, on the side. But as uh, as uh, as a kid, you know, when you saw that, you know that like um, you gotta work damn hard. Mm-hmm. So uh, my parents are very relaxed. They didn't tell us to study very very hard. In fact, I don't even remember my parents scolding me to go and study. But you just you know that this is the path that you wanted. Mm. So I, I think uh, because of the things that I lack, I knew that I know I had to do everything that I, I in my power to change that 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 fate, that mm-hmm. destiny, right? Mm-hmm. So I knew I had to study. I studied very very hard. I went to NUS, and and everyone was shocked because like I came from a very neighborhood background from Sembawang Secondary School. I <laughs> am a neighborhood girl, eh? yeah. So and I'm proud, yeah, I'm really proud. So like I'm from Sembawang Secondary School, <laughs> and then like that's no way. Again, as a pioneer to the school, the school was like. No one's there, you know. Like, there's no sec five, there's no sec four. Oh, you're the pioneer I'm batch. the pioneer batch. Oh, wow. I'm sec, man. Yeah. So, like, I'm really proud. So, again, like, you're like, uh, so, so you, 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 you can, you, you chart the path that you wanted, mm. and the path that I wanted all my life is, um, um, the milestones that I wanted is I definitely, I, I'm definitely driven, um, to succeed. Whatever, a small success, big success. I, I'm just a little bit more driven than than some people. Mm-hmm. And then after that, so when my father. Um, uh, got stroke and he had stroke and I was actually and then this is another backstory where a lot of people don't know that I actually went to this um, this show called Can You Surf? Uh, you all have you heard of Can You Surf? I think so. Can You Surf? Season time this is a long, long time. You can go YouTube <laughs> this. Huh? There's a uh, media corp released this show called Can You Surf? Season 2 or whatever. The winner uh, walks over $70,000 in cash. Wow. Uh, and your job at, at much, like lunch, I'm like, you know, it's like a survivor thing. Yeah. And then you are put together with 10 people and then you put through like different stages of service or whatever. I, think I remember. Yeah, I yep. was one of those. Like I was like, one of those contestants. Mm. And I was in a contestant in my year four uh, in graduate uh, when I was uh, an undergraduate. And I was the 
only student in um, uh, amongst the contestants who are all very experienced workers and all that. And I was I was the underdog. I was spit that the the producers pitched me like I'm the underdog. Mm. And they did a fantastic job and I love it. I was the underdog. I was am I going to win this or not? So uh, I I I remembered uh, I was shooting, and then after that that first episode that first episode that was my first time um I uh, my dad was hospitalized for stroke, mm. and I was like okay I was shooting and I'm like oh my god my father just had stroke and I had to run back and then my father and then I, my he at that time uh, he could actually you know talk a little bit he wasn't this was this wasn't the major stroke this was like the, just a minor stroke and he asked me why are you in black and I said oh after school I went for shooting and it was like a Sentosa it was the first episode of can you serve and then he was like oh okay how was it and I said like, it was good mm. so so he knew I was in the show yeah. and the show uh, uh, the show was telecast um, a week after my dad's death <laughs> so I had to stomach the fact that my just my dad just died and then after that I had to stomach this whole wave of like uh, of Public, attention, uh, attention yeah. uh, to Bella and all that and that wasn't nice that wasn't mm. nice uh, but 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 uh, but uh, to me I mean I went I pulled through and all that kind of thing so the actual trajectory to I think um, the reality of life is when uh, when I um, when my dad got a major stroke this time he didn't survive it he was in a coma uh, for 14 days I remember oh. my graduation was 8 of July uh, he was uh, he was in ICU on 13 uh, he was in, on I, at, in ICU at 1st of July all the way until 14 July uh, 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 and we were camping in ICU mm-hmm. to the point where the doctors say you know yeah, the family is here why don't you all you know like say or you know, rent a room here at Kutek Park so there's a room where you can actually rent mm. uh, for families mm-hmm. usually it's for tourists lah, you know uh, but because we're there every single day I'm just waiting for my dad you know you know, to pass on uh, they said no, no take that room so my mom actually booked that room uh, for all of us so I was camping in the room knowing that 8th of July is coming and I'm like am I going to go on stage or not mm-hmm. yeah. I had no idea uh, but I think on, on the 7th of July just hours before and I, I was uh, I hadn't, hadn't showered for days I had to um um, I had to receive guests uh, because my dad worked in Yishun MRT. He had a lot of friends from mm. all these MRT stations coming down and all that. So I had to receive them. I had to PR. I had to be the good Abdul Ghani daughter, you know. Uh, mm. And then I had to like PR, talk about my dad and that kind of thing, explain about what he was going through, whatever. And then 7 July came and then I told my mom, there is no way in hell I'm going to go for my graduation. You're not uh, in the mood. You're not in the right I mind. Wasn't, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't. I couldn't even, I couldn't even stomach a, 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 sh- a proper shower. And she said, no. She said, you work so hard for this. Uh, and, and she said, pergi balik, pergi mandi. Uh, and I'll translate this. Uh, pergi balik, pergi mandi. I'm sure no need to translate lah. We have mm. some. <laughs> well, pergi balik, pergi mandi. And just like, you know, wear your gown. And, just, and, and at least, uh, at least when you're on stage, at least they will say your father's name. Wow. You know? Wow. Yeah. So at least I was like, and I was like, mm, betul pula. And I was like, okay lah, sure enough. Uh, I thought, okay lah, uh, I'll go back. I'll shower. So after five days or maybe or two days, I cannot really, I can't remember how many days I've not showered. I went back uh, to Woodlands where my house is. My brother drove me back. I took a long shower, crying in the shower, asking God in the shower, why am I going through this? Mm. I cannot... I cannot like you know like envision going on stage looking good putting makeup on and all that kind of thing um, and then like uh, having to hold on, on that scroll and, and, and that diploma and at the end of the day you know uh, and then but I thought you know what let's do this because my mom is right at least they will actually call your father's name so two tickets two tickets uh, unseated I had no one seated with me no parents whatever my must bro- have been tough because tough. Um, everyone else came with their parents everyone yeah, came with their balloons and all that kind of thing uh and I, mean, and, and I remember in that car, uh, in that car, my brother drove me, and I was like, wow. I don't know how. And my brother said, mm, Susai, how are you going to do this? Huh? Like, I see you at the hospital later. <laughs> he was like, I, was like, I have no idea how I'm going to do this. And, not, and, the, and the, the best thing is, no, no one, no one amongst my circle of friends knew that my father was dying in the hospital as I was uh, receiving them at oh. the entrance oh. of, this, of school. Yeah. Uh, so I had to, like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no one, because I, I, I couldn't tell anyone, except for, mm. of course, Siraj. Lah. I mean, by then, 
back then he was like a boyfriend you know he he knew he knew what mm. I was going through uh, we met in anywhere anyway uh, my husband now um so so um so basically um so he was texting me he said you can go through and he texted me he said you can go through this i'm here with you i'm here with you uh so that was sweet uh but then at the end of the day when you are really in the sea alone in a sea of families yeah And you just don't know. This is just my narrative. Mm. I don't know how who else went through this, mm-hmm. but it's just my narrative in that seat at uh, at a uh, university cultural center. You're just sitting down, like no one is here with me after four years, and that's my story, and that's okay. So when they called my name, when they called my name, you're right. Uh, they called my name. Uh, they called my full name, Nabella Binti Abdul Ghani. Oh, oh, now I went to the stage. And I remember, I was like, oh, I wish my dad could see this, but again, it's okay. Because I'm sure he 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 knew. And the thing is, I told you something easy. The funniest thing about death is that um, a week, just a week before he went to ICU, just a week before, he said, "Bella, uh, you already got your gown, gun. Why don't you put it on? Put it on." Then I said, "For what?" I said, "You're gonna see me next week. Just the graduation is just next week. Mm. Never mind. Just put it on." So my dad smokes a pipe. But again, this is not the reason why I got a show. I think it's not. <laughs> but he smoked a pipe, and he was like, um, he's like, uh, uh, never mind, never mind. I want you to turn around, twirl. He said, twirl. Now I put on the robe and all that. So I start twirling and I was like, mm, okay, ridiculous and all that. And then he started to take out from his um, his uh, pocket a, a small little diary. And he's a very, very learned, very organized man. And he took a, a pocket and then he, a calendar said, Bella's grad- NUS graduation. So he marked it down already. So mm. I knew he was, he was actually, he, he felt like he was going to come. Mm. But Alhamdulillah, at the very least, Allah showed him that at least he sh- he got to see me in my gown. So yeah. I thought that was um, that was a gift. That was yeah. a gift because my sisters they're all graduates now. I mean they all went to NTU and all that. And I mean I'm sure they felt worse because mm-hmm. my dad wasn't even around. But at mm-hmm. least my and and, and and it's tough. But you know what? After that, uh, after that scenario, I I remember in my gown, uh, in my gown, um um, and then I I rushed I rushed back to Kutekpuat. In my gown, in my mortar, with my uh, my heels, click, 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 click to the <laughs> ICU, you know, and then there was uh, apa tu ada ada kitab, there was surayas and yasin, the, the yasin book on the table, and I started opening up that one, I started to read in my gown, reading the yasin, uh, and then after I remember the doctor started crying. I remember outside now. I I I I don't understand why they were crying, but I I think it must have been very tough for them. But again, this is my narrative. This is my story. So, uh, so this is not about. Oh my god, I might be really everybody. Don't cry. <laughs> but but I think. But whether or not this has made me to the person I am today, wallahualam, I have no idea. I have no idea. I just know that this is uh, the, the 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 story that made me um, very resilient. It's tough. I'm a, I'm a tough person because of this, and I translate this to my team and whoever I touch as uh, whoever I touch lah, you know, as as someone lah, you know. Mm. Um, but that's the backstory. Then you know, after that, I went to the whole fashion thing and all, and then I think everything can be Google lah, huh? because you all can just Google my <laughs> other story. Uh, but that is something that I never really managed to share. So thank you, every guy, everyone. Like, thank you guys for allowing me to share. Thank that. you for sharing. Yeah, 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 easy. yeah. Mm. yeah I'm fine. Yeah, I mean, like I think um, I think it's much needed because I. Think There are people out there who are going through worse, okay. and I'm, yeah, it's just going through a lot worse. I mean, I, it could have been worse, but I just lost a dad uh, during graduation, and that's nothing to other people. So that's you know, so it's just that's a trajectory, lah. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to accept. It's nothing to some people. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So I'll take that back. But you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, very powerful. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You're very. You're such an inspiring figure. Ah, and I think a lot more people will yeah. get to know about you. I believe in oh. your amazing work. Oh. You do a lot of community work as well. Oh. You teach a lot. You're inspiring young people. Um, and you are also expanding. So, Bella, maybe just some closing statements. Just share with us, like, what are your plans over the next year or so? Wow, the next year is this year, and we are actually going. Oh, yeah, we just started the year. It's twenty twenty. February, February. I <laughs> uh, definitely have dreams, very big dreams, um, to actually um, 
make a really big impact with the agency work that we do. When we talk about agencies, right, we think of very big brands. We think of Ogilvy, we think of DBWA. Yeah. And who is to say that Nimble cannot be like that? You know? yeah. Why can't we be a niche business uh, fighting the big boys and you know, like doing the work that we do? But it takes a lot of sacrifice and a lot of work. Uh, one of the things is to try to expand to Kuala Lumpur, uh, Malaysia, um, bring our trainings there. Um, I think I've done a little bit of uh, work uh, with the region. Jakarta knows about us. Malaysia knows of us. I think uh, trying to expand is one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, really, really um, building a very highly motivated team. Uh, and that has to be an evergreen thing. It has to be natural. It has yeah. to be Lumra. You know, mm-hmm. it has yeah. to be something that um, that, um, that that drives and motivates my girls uh, for the next batch, the next wave of Nimble Girls that come in. Um, to do more community work, of course. I love working with kids. Um, so we are trying to do... Uh, the last time I did this program for, called Empowering Girl Bosses in Tech, lepas two parents complain, say, what about my boys? I have boys. <laughs> and I go like, okay, maybe this year I'm going to do Empowering Kid Bosses in Tech where we empower more boys and girls to get into business. Is it done yet or no? Uh, it's upcoming. upcoming. It's, uh, the plans are on its way. What we want to do is we want to teach young kids as young as six-year-old that business is life too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, uh, I want to teach entrepreneurship in that way. And it's a, very, I mean, it's a fantastic thing. I mean, I hope I get more support. I hope this podcast... Can I, can I join? Oh, yes. Your kids, <laughs> lah. Okay, your kids will join. Parents watch, huh? Okay, but it's amazing because uh, maybe I can share a little bit more because um, I don't think a lot of this has never... I mean, I don't, it has been done, but it has not been done in my way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way that we've do, uh, we have done it is that we get the kids to really sell what they've they made with their hands. Yeah. Um, so we do, uh, you know... Um, I, I partnered with this uh, community called Reina Movement uh, and what we do or, uh, or what we did then was to basically get young girls as young as six years old six years old right wow. to make their own websites do silver smithing meaning to say you're making legit jewellery offhand really really crushing it and like mm-hmm. putting it together mm-hmm. and you're going to sell that and going to sell it to everyone in public in National Museum wow and, I, and, 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 and that was something that I was so shocked like these kids can sell mm-hmm. they're better marketers than me man and then they're like Lelo come to my shop come to my shop ma'am you know? so we teach the kids conduct how to actually uh, we do simulations where before you go for your big event learn how to actually um, learn how to actually uh, sell it to me first if you can sell it to me you can sell it to the public mm. um, so the kids did that and then uh, it was a success a huge success that, uh, next uh, last year and we did it at SMU Mm. Was there was a very there was a very uh, it was a very um, uh, there, there was a reason why I wanted to do it in SMU because I want these kids to see you know one day you're gonna be like that big brother and sister there mm. you're gonna go to university because they don't know what's uni mm. they don't know why it's SMU so when I brought them I walked I said look this are this is what this is after polytechnic this is why you go to you gotta go to SMU and they they can vision themselves in that way so I think I want to do this for boys this year and I welcome all parents uh, uh, I mean Nimble make announcement for empowering kid bosses in tech. Uh, um, it's a business and tech program and I hope that like um, this is not a plug uh, this is not to promote uh, it's but, okay but <laughs> I want, I want people amazing. to know you it's more it's okay <laughs> Bella, you say with his eyes you know my, you know one of my frustrations is that not many people know you enough and you know I want people to know about you and your work thank you mm. thank you so if you're a parent out there uh, and if you uh, you have a boy or a girl six years old and above uh, and parent kid bosses I would love to have a support even if you don't sign up for your kid mm-hmm. a reshare of our posts it's mm. just enough. Alhamdulillah, that'll be really in, in fantastic. That's enough. It's just reshare. That's it. Yeah. But it is coming. Uh, March holidays is coming. It's going to be a big thing. Uh, and I want to see more, uh, I mean, definitely more community work for sure. I am also currently working with a lot of youths. Um, youths um, I work with this program called Hatch where we help uh, kids of different pathways. And what I mean by that is youth, when people ask me what I do with, uh, with Hatch, it's like, these kids legit, you know, have very diverse background. We're talking about youths who just came out of prison. And you're trying to convince them that digital marketing is uh, is going to be helpful for you. And do you really think digital marketing is helpful for them? Mm. Absolutely no. it's going to be tough for them to get jobs. Of course. Yeah. Mm. Of course. They don't care about digital marketing. They just want to see, they want to see whether they're not their value in the community mm. yeah. so I've now become their mentor and like you know and and the funniest I most ironic thing is that I don't even have kids myself mm. <laughs> and I don't have a kid myself so I don't know how I'm actually but it's, it's again it's a, it's a gift I think uh, to be people centric to understand to listen to the things that they're not saying yeah. and that is the essence of um, uh, that's that's the essence of being really people centric to to be listening to the things that people are not saying mm. so so yeah so, so I hope everyone who's listening um, 
to give us, you know, a nod of support, um, you know, to maybe uh, a reshare of the good things that the, 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 this podcast is doing for another person. To reshare, to support, an online community is important. And I value every listener, every person that comes, we go back to DM, say thank you for following. All that is important. So again, I have to thank Musamizi and Noor uh, for giving me this opportunity to share because uh, not many people know about what we do. Yeah, and 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 it was an accidental thing. Yeah, Ustaz yep, Muzi. Yeah, yep. uh, he by by the way, he liked us two years ago. Uh, but only this year, he <laughs> <laughs> he decided to give us a nod of, "Hey, can I come to your office?" I'm sure. Uh, but but yes, this is um, um, yeah, this is what I do. I I say like now, I feel like everyone's watching me. Okay, <laughs> next question. How are we gonna close this? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I wanted to close it, but then I wanted to just talk about one last thing. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, I mean, you met you brought it up at least twice very casually that you're not a mother yet. Oh, yeah. What's that like? Because I, I believe there are listeners who also, you know, married, do you have a childless marriage? And yeah. Is that something yeah. that you and your husband cope with pretty well or how? No, we don't. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Everyone's got default. Uh, everyone's going through a very internal struggle. Uh. Uh-huh. Yeah, so like basically you just put on a face and you fight a fight, a very tough fight. Um, but I feel like uh, we are working, uh, we work tirelessly as partners. Communication is key and all that. But I feel like, I don't know. I mean like, it's so ironic. I don't even know what is ironic. But like the fact that I'm not, and, and this, is a li- this is really what happened during kid boss, I mean girl boss last year mm-hmm. when a parent put me one to one side. Do you have kids on your own? Mm-hmm. How many kids do you have? And then I'm like, uh, no ma'am, I'm, I'm, I have no kids but I'm married lah. I'm married for mm-hmm. five years. And so, huh? You got no kids, but how you know how to do program for children? One, <laughs> yeah, I say, um, I just know lah. You know, I'm a marketer. I can sell anything. I can sell roti prata. So you know, so I, so so, so these are the questions I get. You know, um, um, but uh, but they're 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 tough. They're tough to 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 go through. They're mm-hmm. tough. Uh, and that's that's that. And then sometimes I think am I working too hard? And then to the point where it's affecting my my health and my personality and like you know my motherhood you know life that things like that and then it's even it's tougher like when when your own sisterhood just got married a year ago and she's now and she has a baby and mm. you don't and mm. you feel useless mm. you feel I went through a lot I went through a lot I went through a lot but 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 Oh my gosh! I just see someone that I mean. I know I you guys. Uh, yeah, you cannot. I cannot say anything yet, but I'm a fan. But okay, <laughs> that's for the next episode. But um, but but um, but it's tough. It's really tough. So mm. I think what we have to um, do as a person who's running a business, who um, motherless at this point, is to basically wake up and understand that like your life is a lot bigger than that you don't have to be a mother mm. to live life mm. yeah you don't have to be that well it's, it's important but you have so much more to live for and that's really important so, yeah, so you, you, you're kind of like uh, accepting that this could be your fate that this could be your destiny that yeah. instead of having your own children you're going to teach other people's children <laughs> yes and empower them and they, and they love you right? I right? heard yeah. yeah I heard I'm a good auntie yeah? so like that's <laughs> That's good. Um, so so uh, yeah, and I think that is the purpose. Although I can't see my future per se, uh, I don't know what's in, uh, out there for me. But um, working, working for the people around me that drives me every day. Mm. So while maybe or maybe not is my fate, I think it's my role and my duty um, as an entrepreneur, as a young woman, uh, to to fight the hard fight. Mm. Yeah. My my advice would be very simple. I mean, yeah. when I say accepting it as your fate, it's like potentially this yeah. could be, but it, yeah. it doesn't have to be. Correct. I've I've had cousins who had their first child after ten years. Tula. I like to cousin after twelve years yeah. of marriage. And these are success stories. Yeah. 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 And, and I. They never gave up. And, and it's not about giving up. And if if I can show resilience in mm. in, in the fact Business. that I'm conceiving in my like conceiving, yeah. if I can show a resilience and acceptance, what more the energy for a business that's not even a real person? Yeah. Then yeah. now you can see where the energy goes. Too, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's fall for that baby, that pink baby, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pink baby. that pink baby, man, yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's it. So that's uh, so so don't give up, ladies. Uh, and of course, um, I I really really get very personal about these things, but um. If you really need that 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 to talk and whatever, I'm I'm not the best counselor, but I'm always a DM away. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I love how you beautifully embrace life, and you know, like you're like this role model. Like people, if you need help or whatever, I'm here for you. <laughs> I try lah. I try. Alhamdulillah, I have the energy. As long as I I'm living, breathing, Alhamdulillah, I will fight this fight uh, together with my women out there. Yeah. Thank you so much, Bella, yeah. for Welcome. everything that you do for. The 
the community yeah. and beyond. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, Thank you. and you know what? Before we wrap it yeah. up, we have this special segment. It's called the yeah. Fire Round segment. Okay. Maybe ask our guests yeah. five questions. Yeah. So the first thing that comes to your mind could be a word, like yeah. just a couple of sentences. Okay. Just shoot. Okay. All right, okay. First question. What's one fun fact about you that we don't know? <laughs> Fun now. Oh my god Okay 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 That's tough Okay hang on hang on So sorry I paisay Okay nervous um, Fun fact Okay oh my god This is tough This is very tough Okay Fun fact um, I actually love To watch Netflix Jangan bilang orang Jangan bilang orang But I'm actually uh, But if you look at my playlist uh, It's all uh-huh. history uh, There's another one But that's fun for me uh, you know? That's interesting Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. If you look at my playlist All Ottoman Empire lah Rot- Like Roman nice. Empire So that's my playlist uh, But that's fun for me yeah, Okay fun for awesome me. Yeah 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 <laughs> Next question What's the best advice You've been given? Very good advice uh, Okay I just want to I know Patience is um, patience has no limit. Quotable quote by Siti Rohani, my own mother. Oh. Yeah, patience has no limit. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, and what's the worst advice you've gotten? <sighs> the worst advice is just because you ha- you make a <laughs> make a business cupcake business, that doesn't mean that you know how to run a business. Yeah, it takes a lot of uh, it takes a lot. You you need to do a lot more business than that. Uh, and therefore, I think you should stick to food business. That's the worst advice, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next yeah. question: Who is your favorite superhero and why? Wonder Woman is my favorite, absolute favorite, uh, because she stands for all the things that I believe in as a woman: strong, determined, determined, um, beautiful, inside out. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Wonder Woman is my go-to, if not Batman, lah. ไอ้ตายเดอะไปตายเดอะอัปเปอร์ตูตายเดอะพาวเวอร์วอทเอเวอร์นอตฮิสแดมรีซอร์สฟูลเลยเออใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่